hi guys. Um, just some thoughts that I had on over leveraging. I just wanted to give my thoughts and um, on, on, on this area because it's a really dangerous area if you're not careful. And uh, let me just let me just get into uh, explaining what I mean. So basically, what I mean by over leveraging is that. Um, the way I the way I see a lot of um, I, I see this quite a lot amateur investors um, sometimes what they can do is they they can look at these fancy apartments these fancy condos and then they they see these nice uh, images of a really nice smart looking apartment block that's maybe built in a city centre or you know somewhere like London New York um, and. Um, you know the developers have made everything look like this is the lifestyle this is how you're going to make money and this is property investment um, and sometimes they might entice you with like some rental guarantees and stuff like that um, so then you go and pay top dollar to buy that off-plan condo that's been built because you're going to get it brand new with all the fixtures and fittings and it's all going to look squeaky clean you're going to get the top dollar rent this that and the other and um they think that you know they're going to buy them condos or properties like that that'll just no maintenance no issues rental is guaranteed by the developer and they get enticed by all that all the pretty images and you know they, they'll go out and they'll get a mortgage for hundreds and thousands of dollars and then you know they'll, they'll, they'll basically put themselves into debt big time debt um, to buy somewhere like that because they see of property investing and if god forbid there is like a downturn then they're exactly the same people who can end up in negative equity because you know, if that val- if the value of that of those kind of developments they they drop, then you know they're going to have to supplement. Uh, well, they're going one they're going to be in negative equ- equity, which means that they owe the bank more than what the property is worth. That that's what can happen. And then the other thing is that what if they, you know, they can't find the tenants for those places because a lot of people lost their jobs and the economy's bad and, you know, then they have to drop the rent and then they, what they might need to do is supplement the mortgage payments with money that they're on, you know, money from their own pocket. So it no longer becomes a sustainable, you know, it's not sustaining itself that rental, rental income isn't paying the mortgage. So you're having to dip into your savings or your money day to day just to maintain the mortgage on that as well as where you currently live well then what you've got is the flip reverse of people who you know more astute investors you don't look at the pretty pictures this that and the other and they might look at raggedy you know rundown house but the figures stack up all day long um, i'll take a classic example you know we've we recently uh, I've marketed a property for $25,000 and there's a tenant who's been living in there for the last six, seven years, $450 a month. Um, they want to stay on. Property's being sold because the owner is, you know, whatever, they, they want to move on and they just want to sell the property. But it's, it's, it's kind of like a turnkey solution. You've got a tenant already in there. They've proven themselves. They've, they've been there six, seven years. 
they're even willing to increase by $50 just to stay, so you can put it up to $500. Um, it's working out like over 20% rental yield. And yeah, it doesn't look pretty to look at. It looks like a raggedy old house. But the tenant's happy, they're living there. This, you know, it's their home. Um, they've made it home rather. They're happy paying the rent. They want to stay on. You know, my, my thoughts are that's that's just a, a far better proposition for long-term, you know, property investing than getting geared up and owning owing the bank so much money that if there's a downturn, that you, you know, you're gonna you're gonna put yourself in a really poor position and into a corner, while you know some people they tend to ignore this. This, this this other extreme which is like these cheap houses uh, but the rental yields are really good because it just doesn't paint the pretty picture for them but what you got to realize is that these guys who you know have built multi-million um, pound portfolios a lot of the time this is exactly the kind of stock that they bought to get them to the point where they could buy big complexes big buildings big apartment blocks I mean, a classic example is, you know, everyone follows Grant Cardone, you know, but he started somewhere, you know, the, the, buying these these um, cheap houses, I wouldn't say in the hood, but, you know, in maybe sometimes in lower affordable areas, but where people can't afford to buy a house, but they need somewhere to live, um, you know, or they might be near work, and so they might be like near, uh, you know, large employers. Um, they might be in, you know, on the fringes of cities where people can still commute in to work. So this is the, exactly the kind of stock that is the stepping stone to get to the ultimate destination of, yeah, you can afford that condo at the end of it all. But after you've stepped and picked up some of these, which are good stock, bread and butter stock that are going to keep churning, they're like little cash cows. What you want is you want little cash cows that are going to pay day in, day out for years and build your portfolio and produce cash for you, which you can pack up and buy the ultimate luxury later on. People don't get they, they're just trying to, you know, they're enticed by all these pretty pictures. While really it's these cash cows, which might be ugly, it's the ugly little houses that produce cash all day long, which gets you there ultimately. So it's you know it's a really short podcast, but just don't over leverage yourselves. Keep yourself secure so that if there, as and when any event, you know, if, if there's any you know financial crisis stuff like that, you can little cash cow keeps working for you. That's what you want. You don't want to over leverage. Over leverage is the biggest killer when when the economy changes, and the economies always do change at some stage. It's not if. It's when. So prepare yourselves, guys. Prepare yourselves in that, you know, don't get attracted too much by all the bling bling, this, that, and the other. Get cash cows. Cash cows are what are going to get you there to the bling. You know, um, yeah, that's kind of like my rant just to give you guys uh, my thoughts on that whole market. Okay, see you on the next podcast.